Carsten, thanks very much for inviting us here to the offices of Linklaters in Frankfurt. Just tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing in terms of the, the main trends at the moment for the German market. Talking about the market, is, it is changing dramatically. I think we come from a bricks and mortar orientation and yield orientation to a more operational model. So you will see not only in the office space where WeWork is certainly the first call, but also in other sectors um, like senior living, um, student housing, you will see that operators become a brand and these brands will be much more successful than the, the guys just lending um, houses and blocks. And you're obviously working with, with WeWork. Huge growth obviously in London and also in Manhattan. What, what's the situation here in Germany? I mean, it's an extraordinary story that started in 2010 and we started advising WeWork in 2015, entering the German market. Um, in Manhattan, WeWork, I think, still is um, the largest, has the largest intake in terms of a real estate space, um, the same or similar for London. And they are now um, operating in Germany. I think they have 10 plus centers um, open. And this is a phase of hyper growth. So there's at least another 10 to come. And in terms of spaces, that means a lot, especially if you look at slightly overheated market, uh, markets in Munich and stuff, where there is hardly any office space left. And in terms of international capital, um, what are you seeing? Who's, uh, who's buying and who's selling, Carsten? Germany is still the safe haven in Europe, so it's um, also due to Brexit, it's not a leading investment destination in Europe. Um, we had a 60 million plus um, turnover into commercial real estate um, last year and investors come from all over the place. Um, strong demand from Asian investors, especially Singapore, poor, um, Korea and possibly Japan to come. Um, but the old investors, the countries like US, the UK are still very active as well. They all chase the same product, um, basically core office in the big seven cities and a very strong demand for logistics. And there's been a lot of focus on um, regulatory changes or suggested regulatory changes. Um, how do you see those influencing the market? Um, it's a very Berlin-centered discussion. I mean, there is an undersupply of uh, affordable apartments, basically, in all the top uh, cities. Um, so it, it is causing problems. Um, but there's a lot of stock being built. So I think things will change over time. So we, I, I can see that there, that there is affordable um, apartments in the pipeline. Um, and I think in Berlin, it, it is a very political discussion. It has some good ends because it starts a discussion that needs to be taken place. But nevertheless, I think it, from a legal perspective, it's basically impossible to say, okay, these are the rents and you apply them. Um, unless the city would be prepared to also invest into, into the market, meaning exercising preemption rights or anything like this. Berlin has no money um, as a city, so I don't see that happening. So for the time being, I think it is more a political discussion than anything else. Um, and in terms of some of the niche areas, uh, micro-living, co-living, student housing, um, will they be uh, affected by this legislation? I don't think so. This is like more commercial um, operations like hotels. And um, yeah, it is thinkable that one, one kind of creates a law to say, OK, you, are, you have to apply these prices to these products. But it goes a bit too far. I don't see that happening. It is more the affordable... Um, resi space that m might be impacted. 
Great. Thanks very much for joining us Thank today. Thank you, Richard.